Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Today's episode is brought to you by WP Maintenance Plan. You can find out more at WPMP.org. It's a business that will cover handling the maintenance of your WordPress site. Did you know that in order for your website to show up at the top of Google search listings, it has to be in compliance with a heck of a lot of different standards from optimizing the page, from security fixes, from all sorts of maintenance that I don't want to deal with, you probably don't want to deal with, you probably want to just focus on whatever awesome service you offer to your customers. So offload all of that maintenance, all of that technical stuff to WP Maintenance Plan. They'll take care of it at a 100% satisfaction guarantee for only $49 a month. No WordPress site comes out of the box, even meeting two-thirds of Google's recommendations for what a website needs to have in order to place high on its search listings. So check out WPMP.org to find out more. With that said, enjoy this episode. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks so much for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Doing another solo episode today. Wanted to throw in some things that I've been thinking about. I've been having some conversations with different business owners, different salespeople that I really trust and respect. Had a guy come down. uh, He was here from Florida presenting to another company. We grabbed some coffee and swapped notes a little bit on this concept that I want to talk about today. As always, before I jump into the podcast, hey, I want to tell you thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you've never checked out the podcast before, what I can tell you is I used to work for a business as an executive coach and really I kind of just realized, man, we make this stuff way more complicated than it needs to be. And so whenever I started Good Advice a couple of years ago, I just decided, you know what? We need to get rid of all the fluff, get rid of all of the theory and just get down to the brass tacks of the good old fashioned good advice. So that's what this podcast is. It's a place where you as a business owner, you as an entrepreneur, maybe you as an aspiring uh, entrepreneur, you're in your nine to five job and you're dreaming about that side hustle, that side hustle becoming a thing of itself that grows out to be a business that maybe you can even quit your job. This is the place that I have really put together to try and give people some advice that's going to help them grow their business, going to help them grow not just their business in terms of getting more sales, but also as you bring on more employees, as you start to grow that leadership capacity that you have, that you find that you have these raving fans, not just outside the business, but also people who work for you who are like, dude, I love working for this person. So that's what this podcast is. If you've been listening long-term, thank 
thanks so much. I really appreciate it. The podcast has continued to grow month after month after month. We just got a Patreon page put up for the podcast. It's patreon.com slash good advice. Uh, if you go to it now, it may not show as active yet because I still have to get the membership tiers on there. But hey, if you're willing, if you've been listening long term, I would love if you'd be willing to give $5 a month, just a cup of coffee in supporting the podcast, especially if you've been listening long term. So if you haven't ever, ever listened to the podcast before, maybe this is your first time. Typically what we do, we have a guest on, somebody who shares their own journey for business. And then every now and then I jump on the podcast and I talk about really whatever's top of mind for me and really what I feel like is most relevant right now in the business world. So right now we are still dealing with a global pandemic. We're dealing with a really chaotic political uh, situation. And I'm not here to talk politics. I'm not here to talk about really anything with that. But I do want to talk about something that I think will revolutionize how you do business. And as you look back on business and you think about maybe awkward or slimy salespeople you came across, maybe you think about a bad boss. I mean, think back to the worst job you ever had. Chances are you had a boss who made your life miserable, or maybe you had coworkers who were like, dude, I, don't, I do not enjoy working with these people. You know, think about times in your life where things have just not been in sync, again, with job, with a new side hustle, new project. And I want to talk about something that I've just been marinating in my head, especially as I turn on the TV, which it's it's hard when you when you read the news to not get cynical, to not get depressed, to not get burned out. I want to talk about empathy today. Because whenever I look and see what's going on right now in our world, not just in our world, but in our country, I see a shocking lack of empathy. And you know, I, I don't know, I've said this before, I, there's, there's people who listen to this podcast who come from all walks of life, they're from all over the place, they're from all different political um, spectrums. And I'd love to have a conversation today that is not political, that's not something that's going to make you, because here's what typically happens in the echo chambers we live in. Typically, someone says something that ascribes to your political ideology, and you're like, yes, I love that person. I love what they're talking about. Or when someone says something that does not ascribe to what your party or your uh, your side or whatever phrasing you want to use, whenever someone says something that does not click with that, they then in your mind typically get lumped into the opposition's party's label or as the enemy or they're against what I stand for and what have you. Here's a, here's a really easy way to think of this. If I was to talk about, and, I, and I'm not because I'm not going to open this can of words, but if I was going to talk about pro-life versus abortion, Instantly, your mind goes to the party that you're with and what what you believe about it or what your party believes about it. And if I was to talk about a, con a contrarian point to what you believe, you would naturally assume, okay, Blake, Blake is in the opposing party that I'm in. And I, I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this because I want to ask you to whatever switches in your brain that causes you to do that, I want to ask you to turn that switch off for a second 
And unlike what we see modeled day in and day out on on TV, on the news, on Twitter, what have you, unlike what we see modeled for us, I want to ask you, and I've done this before in the past, I want to ask you to be able to tune into what I'm saying and take it at face value without having to go political in your mind and without having to go um, art of contrarian, uh, going the route of, you know, let me pick apart that argument because I'm not, I'm not looking to have a debate today. I'm not looking to even, even change maybe what your perspective is on life, but I I do want to share some observations that I have some observations that I think they are detrimental, not just to what's happening in our country, but they're detrimental to the workplace. There are observations that I'm, I'm picking up on that I'm wondering how are these things becoming so pronounced without anybody with a sense of right and wrong standing up and saying, what's, what's going on here? Because that's, that's really where I'm coming from. It's not a political agenda. It's this deep sense in my soul of something is broken and something is wrong. And I'd like to see things move back towards the the correct way of doing things. And which, you know, then of course begs the question, well, what is the right way? What's the correct way? And, and I'm going to get into all of that. But I want to start with a quick story. I was talking to a guy, having a cup of coffee with a guy. And he was talking about this company that he was working for. And this company, it's a very common story, by the way. Very common, by the way, in corporate America. Uh, and... He was top producer for this company, salesperson, making tons of money for this company. And what typically happens, and again, it's a very common scenario. You might even be able to relate with this yourself. This person is is producing an incredible amount of revenue for the business, but of course is not being compensated appropriately for it. Uh, A great example of this is, uh, as I'm just even giving this example, I'm thinking of another example that I've told in the past of a woman I was talking to who she was promised something like a $10,000 bonus if she could help take the company from uh, $400,000 in revenue to $800,000 in revenue. So she's getting promised a $10,000 bonus if it can happen. Well, not only did they go from 400k to 800k, they went to from 400k to 2 million dollars in revenue, way over projections. And so naturally, you know, she's promised this bonus. She goes to her boss and says, "Hey, uh, so what, you know, what's going on here? Like when do I where's my money at? You know, when do I when do I get paid, right?" And you probably as you're listening, you're maybe thinking about different ways you might do this and uh People, when I tell this story, they like to jump in and be like, oh, I'd be like, where's my money? What's going on? You know, when am I going to get paid? What I what I actually see happen, though, is people who don't want to rock the boat. Uh, they don't want to come across as greedy. They don't want to come across as entitled. Oh, I'm just a millennial, you know? And so people are actually typically a bit squeamish in going through what to do about this. Well, so what happened with this individual is she went to the boss and said, hey, just curious about this bonus. And the boss said, hey, you know what? We appreciate you, but... We, because we just grew so much, we really need to reinvest every dollar back into the business. And so like, you know, even hearing that you're probably like, wow, these people suck and they do suck. (laughs) You got to pay your people. Right. But, but when you're at the top, when you're looking at the business and you're seeing, 
you know, any business that grows at an incredible pace, all of a sudden now you're thinking capacity. You're thinking, how do I hire more people? How do I grow the logistics of the company? How do I grow um, from from what I sell what I sell to delivery? Like, how do I do these things in a way that's still efficient and productive? Uh, especially now with all these more customers. So the, the easiest way to understand this would be if like you you run a website and you go from like ten thousand monthly visits to 2 million monthly visits. Now you're thinking like servers, you're thinking, you know, what do I need to pay for for security? You, you get it. Well, so this person said, hey, we need to reinvest this back into the business, which maybe in that person's mind made sense. Well, for the for, the, for my friend's mind, what's she thinking? She's probably thinking, well, geez, why did I just go through all of that work and nearly, nearly die from spending 60 hour weeks trying to get you guys to the goal that you asked me to get you to? She was totally underappreciated. So naturally, of course, she moved on. She went and worked somewhere else. This happens all the time. So stay with me here. Going back to my original story, the person I was originally talking about, getting coffee with this guy. He's telling me the story. He's the number one salesperson. He's, he's, he is producing at an incredible amount for the business. They're not compensating him appropriately. So what he does is he decides, I'm going to quit my job and go do something else. And this is, this is far too common in the business world, and yet there are so many leaders who don't even see this happening. You know, the, the number one producer quits, and it's like, oh, well, I guess there was nothing we could do. I mean, we try. I mean, oh, well. And it's hard for a leader to recognize that it's always your best talent that leaves first. It's always your best talent who quits first. Why? Because they know they're hireable. They know their skill set. They're looking at their portfolio. They're seeing, well, geez, I just freaking knocked it out of the park in terms of sales. There's there's a, a million other companies who would have me right now, and they would probably pay me appropriately. So this person decides they're going to quit. So they go to the boss. They've already had plenty of conversations with the boss, and they're like, okay, hey, here's my resignation. Well, So what the boss does, the boss panics. They panic because this is now their bottom line that's being affected. And they say, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, man, we, dude, we want to keep you. We want to make sure that that you stay with us. Like, what's it going to take? Like, how much money is it going to take? And maybe they offer some tiny little raise or a tiny little bonus or, you know, we'll give you an extra. <laughs> I've, seen, I've heard stories of salespeople who make like an hourly amount and they offer like another buck or two. And I'm like, dude, come on, like for real. And this person's making hundreds and thousands, if not millions of dollars for this company. Well, so. He gives out a number and they say, yeah, we can't do that. Sorry. And he's being very professional, very polite about it. He's like, you guys are awesome. You're amazing. But hey, I just need to, I need to take care of me. I need to go my own way. This is what needs to happen. And you would think that this business, after all this individual has given to them, would take the high road and be like, okay, yeah, hey, we, we wish you well. Well, as the story goes, what ends up happening is they try to convince him to stay. They offer him a bonus. He turns it down. And then they turn around and say, well, if you're quitting, we're going to sue you for, for basically uh, non, for, for non-compete violations. And it's very vague. It's, the, the terminology isn't really clear. But they go out of their way and they sue this guy for something like two years worth of his time trying to shut him down. If you're not with us, we're going to shut you down. We're going to get rid of your business and we're going to basically eliminate you as a competitor. And I think about how cutthroat this is. And that, by the way, I think about how stupid this is from a leadership perspective. You have a business to run. You don't need to be you know, running around chasing after making this guy's life basically a living hell. But I heard this story and I thought, man, this is so common in today's business. 
It's so common because in today's culture, we have a shockingly, this we have this ridiculous lack of empathy. And this, this word empathy, I, I, you know, you hear this thrown around a lot. And I've heard people who are so insecure, they're threatened by it. They're like, you know, we're not, we're not singing kumbaya in the workplace. This is a business, you know, and, and it's almost, it's typically men, by the way, whose, you know, their masculinity is threatened by the concept of empathy. But I've noticed that the businesses that don't take care of their people are led by leaders who do not have empathy. I've noticed that salespeople who do not do well, their entire sales regimen is built around a lack of empathy. Because let's, let's think about this. What does it take to be a good salesperson? What does it take? If you were to go out and sell something, any product, doesn't matter what it is, but if you were to go out tomorrow and sell, and sell something, what would you say? What would be your strategy? How would you do it? And it's funny how often salespeople get wrapped up in the wrong things. They talk about, well, I'd get my script together. I'd get my terminology together. I'd make sure I have like a product on me to show someone. And it's like real basic. It's like the, you know, sell uh, sales 101. It's like the basic stuff you don't want to do. But so they pick up the phone. They talk about how awesome they are, maybe how awesome the product is. And they're like, man, you need this. You got to have this. I mean, seriously, this is going to change your life. And they don't get the sale. And they're like, well, what, what happened? Like, why didn't it work? I don't know. I guess I go on to the next person. And so on and on they go. And eventually it becomes a numbers game where you pick up the phone enough and maybe someone is naive enough or desperate enough or uh, indifferent enough. Maybe it was right timing that you get the sales that you need. A far better way to do sales effectively, as most veteran salespeople will tell you, is to develop relationships with people. And obviously, I don't mean that you need to have like, you know, you deeply need to know someone's inner dark secrets to sell them. But like, if I pick up the phone and I'm selling to someone and they need my services, I'm not talking about how amazing I am. Instead, I'm like, well, what's going on? What's happening in your business? Okay. Well, what have you been working on? Okay. Well, why didn't that work? Well, tell me where, like, where you want this to go six months from now? Okay. Well, what's the long game and why are you in business? Okay. Well, that setback you had, I mean, what? Why do you think that happened? You know, I'm, I'm having a conversation with the person and I'm being relational with the person and I'm listening to the person. And the reason I'm doing that is because not because I'm trying to Jedi mind trick them into buying from me. It's because I legitimately care about their problem and wanting to solve it for them. It's like, it's like, it's like, I think about this. I'm like, dude, just be a good person. Like just care about other people and you'll be better at sales. And so this idea of empathy, it's not just a, uh, it's not like a, even a relational component. It's something that can revolutionize how you do business, how you do sales, how you lead people, how you manage people. And yet so few people actually emulate it. There's a business that I really admire. It's called Ch Children's Advocacy Center of Benton County. Amazing leadership, incredible leadership. Well, how this business works is it's basically... Uh, I'm trying not to butcher it. It's think think of it as like an organization where when a child gets abused, this organization and advocating for the child, they will basically uh, interview the kid, talk to the kid, and get get as as clear a perspective on what happened, so that none of the details are lost, so that none of the facts are 
um, misunderstood. And so that basically this child can be advocated for as accurately and respectfully and importantly as possible uh, for whatever trauma or abuse that they've experienced. So as you can imagine, this is a pretty freaking challenging job to be in. I mean, I have a seven month old and I was telling my wife, Joy, I was like, dude, she is the cutest. Like, and I'm, I'm, I, you know, it's funny because before I had a kid, I was like, I'm not going to spoil my kids. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, they're going to have to earn what they want. And so now that I have this baby, I'm like, Joy, I'm giving her whatever she wants. Like, seriously, I'm giving her whatever she wants. I mean, literally she, she can do no wrong. She's perfect. She's amazing. So like, I'm, I've already been suckered in, but so imagine, I mean, kids are amazing. Imagine a job where you have to physically see and experience and relive the abuse that's happening in our most in, in, in who's most vulnerable in our society. Imagine having to see that. Well, as you could probably guess, the retention in this field is not great. You don't find someone who comes out of college and they're like, "Woo, man, I'm gonna spend the next 20 years of my life." I mean, you know, it's 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 almost like you kind of expect people to sort of put in their time, and if they if they want to move on to something else, if they want to do something different, you probably can't blame them too much, right? Well, so I'm talking to the the owner of this business, and we're we're chatting about this, and she's explaining to me how you know the retention is really only a few years, and we're talking about leadership in her business. And as you're talking about it, you know she's basically wanting to invest in the leadership of her business. She's wanting to invest in the strategy of her business, and. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of wondering, you know, like, why are you investing so much money into this when you have people who they may not even be here a couple of years from now? And I loved her perspective. Listen to this for a second. We're talking about this. And she says, you know what? Even if I may only have someone for a couple of years, it's important to me to do right by them, to develop them, to train them, and basically make them a better professional for wherever they go, whenever they're done with me. Like think about how selfless you have to be as a, as, a, as a boss. In today's world that is built on things like uh, golden handcuffs, uh, things like if I'm gonna invest in you, I mean, I remember when I, I left a job and my boss basically harassed me on all the training they had invested in me, all the money they had spent on me and was kind of guilty me like how could you leave after everything we've spent on you as if i you know as if i owed my life to them basically and that's how people pers- that's how they see leadership it's it's i've done for you so now you owe me your, your time your extra effort yada 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 it's it's you know we talk about servant leadership in this cliche way but it's definitely not servant leadership it's it's what have you done for me lately but so this leader, this leader is obviously someone who's driven by empathy. It's this person has come to work for me, and I don't know how long I have them with the organization. I don't know how long they'll be here, but I want to make an investment in them that could be important for the rest of their career. You know, when they go to their next job, I want that job picking up on, wow, where did you just come from? Like, these people have developed you. They've grown you. Like, wow. Who, like, what is this company? That is someone who understands how to retain talent, but more importantly, whether someone stays or goes, it's someone whose leadership capacity is based around this concept of empathy. 
That's, that's, that's someone who understands how leadership is done well. And I've noticed that for whatever reason, we don't, we don't appreciate empathy like we should. I was reading about a study that said that people today, or actually people since the year 2000, leading up till today, that people are up to 40% less empathetic compared to adults prior to the year 2000. So us compared to, compared to people 20, 30 years ago, we are 40%, up to 40% less empathetic. And I was thinking on this. I was like, well, why? Like, why are we, like, what's up with that? Like, what's changed? And then literally the first thing that came to my mind, social media. Think about how prevalent social media is today. It is something that is namely all about you. You know, when you get on Facebook, when you get on LinkedIn, when you get on, uh, you know, now I have to like name them all. TikTok, you know, Instagram, Snap, whatever, you know, you name it, whatever it is. What are you looking at? Who liked my post? Who commented? Who's following me? Who's my friend? Who retweeted me? It's me, 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 right? And I'm not, I'm not knocking these platforms, really, but I am pointing out that it takes a disciplined person to get on one of those platforms and think about how can I be a giver to someone instead of someone who gets from someone else. You know, we have these platforms that our teenagers today are addicted to, our adults are addicted to, and it, it reinvigorates this sense of, um, actually the same study, they, they called it basically narcissism. It, it, it re, you know, where there's a lack of empathy is narcissism, love of self, love of ego, it's all about me, and so we don't really have a lot out there that's affirming people to be more empathetic, to be more caring. But you know, it's it's not just I think social media. I think it's I think right now people are to their own detriment are surrounding themselves with people who are not growing them in a healthy way. Here's what I mean by this, and this is why I asked you to take to turn off your um, political switch for a second. Let's talk about some of the most vulnerable people in our society, not just children. Let's talk about the poor. You know, if you, I'm in the Bible belt, uh, the Bible talks endlessly about taking care of the poor. Well, if I was to have you jump in my car and we're driving, we get to a stoplight and there's someone on the side of the road and they're asking for cash what would your immediate reaction be? Would it be, wow, we should really help that person? Or would it be, well, geez, that person really got what they deserved? Or they're only there because of a mistake they've made? You know, we, we, we hear these stories on the news of people who are taken advantage of, and rather than being like, wow, I, what's my role in doing something about that? Instead of being empathetic, we cast judgment. We... We, oh, well, th this is why that person's dealing with that. And I'm, I'm disturbed by it. I really am. I'm disturbed by the lack of empathy in today's culture. And, you know, I don't even know where this podcast goes from here. I don't know really even what I'm getting at other than if, if you have been wanting to live a fuller life, if you've been wanting to be someone who at the end of the day, you can say, man, my life means something. I want to encourage you that it's, it's actually not found in puffing up your own ego. 
it's not even found in building your own legacy. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to give you some cliche story, but you, you have probably heard thousands of them of different people who have pursued wealth. They've become very wealthy. They've become very influential and yet they are incredibly empty inside. They're dead inside. I, I read a story actually about a guy who became a billionaire and he was selling uh, some kind of maybe sunglasses or something in a kiosk in the mall. Became a billionaire though. Well, so what happened was he he's towards the end of his life and he's been trying to give away all of his wealth just to different, different uh, noble causes. And the news just reported on this guy that as of like last month or the month before, he's officially broke. He finally gave away the last of his wealth. Think about this. All the work you've put in to become maybe mega rich or maybe you're not even thinking about rich. You're just thinking about how do I even pay for like the food that I want to eat. And so this person became not just rich, but mega rich. He's a billionaire. And to then take that and give all of that away, to give all of it away to become broke again. Well, so he's being interviewed and they ask him, you know, how does this feel? And he says, this feels infinitely more meaningful, worthy, notable, like something worth being appreciated. This this feels all of that. It's so much sweeter now having given it all away than it ever felt in gaining it and earning it. Think about how amazing that is that for someone to give and, and, you know, maybe, maybe if you're cynical, you're thinking, well, yeah, I mean, we probably got what he needed and gave it away. I mean, regardless, whatever details are, are in here, think about someone willingly giving away their wealth Rather than I've made a billion now, how do I make two million, two billion, or three billion, or ten billion? Think about that for a second. I had a guy I talked to one time who his employees were quitting. They were quitting. They were uh, getting paid something like twelve or thirteen dollars, and he wasn't keeping his employees. And he was telling me about how one of his main competitors, they were paying their employees fifteen an hour, and he's like, "What do I do? How do I? How do I?" compete. I'm losing my talent to this competitor. And it's not a genius concept. There's really nothing complicated about it. Because again, your best talent's going to leave, right? You're losing your best talent to this competitor. I said, well, why don't you pay him $15 a month or excuse me, $15 an hour? And he said, because I don't want to. (laughs) And he's like, I'm making, you know, half a million dollars a year. If I paid 15 an hour, I'd go down to 420 and I don't want to lose 80 grand. I don't want to lose that money. I don't want to deal with how that's going to affect my life. And I heard that and I thought, man, how short-sighted as a business owner. But but not just short-sighted, because any any basic person in business is going to tell you this is a simple concept to understand. But not just in business, I thought, how sad is it that you are so desperate to hang on to the money that you have right now that you aren't willing to make someone else's life a little bit better. And hey, on the side, your business would be a little bit better too. You'd have happier employees. You'd have people who'd want to stay. You know, and obviously you can't you can't always pay people. Um, you know, you can't give massive bonuses when the money's not there. I, I get it. I get this. Sometimes it's easy to talk about the stuff and harder to implement it. Or when your company's down and things are challenging, it's hard sometimes to have this conversation. But too often people are pursuing how do I get to that next rung? How do I climb the ladder? 
How do I step on someone else? We don't always like to be that honest, but how do I like, how do I step on someone else to get to the next point? And I'll never forget a mentor who told me, Blake, I want to hold the ladder for other people to climb up. That is an ideology that is built on deep empathy for others. The next time something political gets brought up, I want to challenge you rather than jumping into what does my side think or what does your side must think, I encourage you to lean in and have a conversation to think about, man, what does it mean to be an empathetic person? Because think about this. Think about the benefits of this, not just your business being better. Think about the best. I asked you about the, the worst leader you ever had. Think about the best boss you ever had. It was probably someone who really cared about your, your journey, who wanted to make your life easier rather than harder, who when you screwed something up, they probably took the blame of it to their boss and said it was, my, said it was their bad. You know, they're the person who, when, some, when things went well, they said, hey, you did that, great job, rather than taking credit for themselves. And think about your relationships, people you can count on, people who are dependable, people who care about you. I'd venture to guess that your best relationships are people who value and deeply care for empathy. And if we could understand this concept and emulate it, I can guarantee you the news would be a lot, it'd be a heck of a lot less depressing, but our lives would be so much richer. Hey, that's the episode for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you're a first-time listener to the podcast, I want to encourage you definitely get subscribing to the podcast. You can listen to us on any platform, wherever you are. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a five-star review. It helps us get the good advice out there for other people to hear and listen to. And again, if you want to support the podcast, something as cheap as $5 a month, you can go to patreon.com slash good advice. If it's not up and running yet, I'll get something up running soon. So check it out. Thanks so much. Make sure you get out and vote. Your voice matters. I appreciate you. I'll catch you later. See ya.